Hey everyone, before we start the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live podcast coming up next Friday, March 8th at 6.30 p.m. at Downtown Cinemas in downtown Las Vegas. We'll be talking about the new Blumhouse horror film, Imaginary. Joining me on the panel, we've got Jimmy Gonzalez, Tom Devlin, and Nick Woods. It's going to be a really fun time. Also, Downtown Cinemas is doing a promotion. You should bring your imaginary friend with you because you'll get a free upgrade on your popcorn to share with your imaginary buddy so come on out it's going to be a great time we're going to get into this movie imaginary talk puzzle pieces have a fun conversation we hope to see you there links and information and how to win tickets in the show notes Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's one of our special trailer roundup episodes that we do at the beginning of each month. And we will be looking at a bunch of trailers for May 2023 films with returning co-host Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. So that is coming up here in a second. But before we get to it, I do have a couple of other things I need to go over before we get into the conversation. So first of all, this weekend was the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, which I was at and had a really good time. It was over at the Las Vegas Convention Center, and I was there with Derek Sante from Review Nation, uh, and we were giving out all kinds of movie-related goodies at his booth. And I met a lot of really cool people. A lot of people followed us on social media. And so if you're one of our new listeners from the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, thank you for joining the show. And, uh, you know, as always, I love hearing from everybody. So uh, let me know how you like piecing it together once you start getting into some of these episodes. And uh, as far as the convention itself, I mean, it was a really cool thing to see that kind of nerd movie comic book you know kind of convention you always see them like san diego and all those you know the big ones but it's great to see something like that here in las vegas and i could see this getting bigger and bigger i mean vegas we've got all the sports stuff happening now so there's no reason why vegas can't be a huge center for everything entertainment as well and for something like amazing las vegas comic con to just absolutely blow up in the years to come so Hopefully, uh, I'll have a bigger presence next year. I, I would love to maybe do like a live show there or something like that. We'll see if we can make something like that happen. Uh, but yeah, really cool event. And uh, next year, we'll make sure to let you guys know about it. And hopefully, you'll see me there. Uh, also, before we get into the May trailers, as always, I got to read some listener puzzle pieces. And we have a lot, actually, this time around. So every trailer episode i always take some time out to read any puzzle pieces sent in by listeners of the show for movies we covered in the previous month and it was actually a very busy month on piecing it together we had a lot of episodes and i got a bunch of listener puzzle pieces so let's get through some of these starting off we did a super episode on john wick chapter four and uh, Joe Black, friend of the show and many time co-host Joe Black, who actually I think sent in puzzle pieces for every single movie I'm about to bring up here. But uh, Joe Black brought up Woody Allen's Love and Death, which he sent me a clip from. And 
I mean, you know, spoilers for, uh, you know, John Wick Chapter 4, but uh, when John Wick, uh, he, he takes some bullets, let's just say, and the bullets are in, like, literally the same place as Woody Allen. So, I mean, it, and it's happening during a duel. So, I mean, come on. That, I think that's a great puzzle piece and definitely uh, deserves to be mentioned here. Also, David Mikor, who's been on the show before, he mentioned Godfather 3 because of the final shot, and... I got to admit, I've never seen Godfather 3. Uh, it's on my catch-up list. It's one of those classics that I've just never gotten around to. I know, you know, whether or not it's a, a good one is, you know, up for debate, but I've never seen Godfather 3, and one of these days I'm going to finally make that happen. And then last but not least, at least like three or four people all wrote in to ask how we could have left out the Warriors because, of course, the whole, all the gangs coming to get John Wick and, of course, nowhere to run playing. How could you not bring up the Warriors? I honestly think everybody that was on the Super episode thought of it and just everybody thought each other was going to use that one and so they left them off their pieces list. But definitely the Warriors as a puzzle piece for John Wick Chapter 4, it, it has to be on the list for sure. Uh, moving on to Air, Ben Affleck's latest movie as a director and, of course, also a star. Uh, Joe Cox wrote in Draft Day because of all of the phone-based negotiation scenes, which, yeah, absolutely, that's a great piece right there. And Joe Black, again, brought up The Founder, which I thought we mentioned The Founder. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. I don't remember. I know we brought up The Founder on Tetris. And as we mentioned, Tetris, Air, we've got Blackberry coming out, Flaming Hot. There's a lot of these true stories of brands movies. So, uh, you know, if we didn't bring it up, it certainly fits. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a good one. Also, Mafia Mama was another episode we did in April, which Joe Black was the guest on, but he wrote in... Married to the Mob as one of his favorite movies, which he forgot to mention on the episode. So uh, throw that in as an extra puzzle piece. And my mom sent in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, the classic Sylvester Stallone comedy. So uh, yeah, thanks, Mom. That's a great one. Next up was Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Joe Black sent in three puzzle pieces for this one. So thank you, Joe, for continuing to send these in. He sent in the BBC Narnia movies from the 80s, Mystic Knights of Tirnan Nag, a TV series that I don't know anything about, to be honest with you, and A Knight's Tale, of course, with Heath Ledger, which, uh, yeah, absolutely, that, that's a great one and um, definitely fits there. And then last up was our 300th episode of Piecing It Together, the live episode we recorded at Maya Cinemas on Evil Dead Rise. Joe Black was on that show, but he also sent in as an extra puzzle piece, Bucket of Blood, because of the cat in the vent. I never uh, heard of that movie. I don't know anything about that, so um, I'll have to take his word on that one. But Dan Berlue, who was actually in the audience at the show, uh, he mentioned Wreck for the hallway scene, which, uh, absolutely the vibe of that. And I think that kind of fits in with some of those Japanese horror remakes that we were talking about, but definitely that fits really well. So, uh, great listener puzzle piece to throw in there and as always thank you so much everybody for listening to the podcast always send in your puzzle pieces because i love hearing from you and i love reading them on the next trailer episode so with that said let's get into some trailers for may 2023 jason harris is back with us for another month of trailers jason how are you doing dave 
so many movies. Ooh, pulling the collar. Eyeballs rolling out. Tongues coming out of my head. Whoa, steam coming from my head. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Birds flying around. I need to insert a, a boing, 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 boing sound effect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of movies coming up this month. Uh, I actually, in making our list, I had to leave off a whole bunch because otherwise we'd be here all day talking about these things. But uh, yeah, it's a stacked month again, and that's exciting. Actually, what I found interesting about the list you made is I watched the ones that were covering first, and then I watched the ones that are also coming out that we're not mm-hmm. covering, and the the ones you left off are like so. There's probably much more interesting than a lot of the ones you put on. I agree. And, and the weird thing, and like, we'll talk about it once we like kind of go through a little speed round of some of those other movies is I feel like it's November, December Oscar season or something like that. Like there's all these limited releases that don't have like set wide release dates yet. And so I was like, you know, I don't want to have that whole thing where we cover it and then it doesn't actually come out for another two or three months. So I stuck to the uh, the basics. But uh, before we get into this month's movies, let's look at last month's movies real quick and see what we thought. Uh, we covered Paint on the trailer episode last month, which I did not see. I heard mixed things on. Did you watch it? No, it seemed like it uh, was DOA, right? Like once people saw they're yeah. like, this isn't good. Yeah. The next one I also didn't see, Chupa, which uh, I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of buzz going into it, and then it came out and just... Absolutely no noise whatsoever. I don't think there was any buzz. Yeah, I saw a lot leading up to us recording that episode, but yeah, nobody talked about it once it came out, so I guess that's disappeared. But uh, the next one, though, I'm really looking forward to, and I just haven't had a chance to go to. It's in the theater still, though, uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, which I've heard nothing but great things about. Yeah, I really want to see that. People say it's pretty much like, if not the best, one of the best movies to come out this year. But uh, yeah, we are failing the audience so far, Dave. So far, so bad. And it's going to continue because back on the strip, I don't even know why we included it. I'm not sure if that's a movie that actually came out. You know, it's one of those. You make the list. Movies. <laughs> Sometimes I like to include these like straight to VOD movies just to kind of mix it up a little bit. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a movie that happens, possibly. Uh, but the next one definitely came out. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which... I don't know. Mixed, mixed results. I, I know some people said it kind of sucks. Josh Bell said it kind of sucks. Uh, but some people really liked it. Uh, I don't know. Well, if Josh says it sucks, let's all never go see it. He knows everything. <laughs> That's your best friend you're talking about. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, he can't hear this. So what is he? You know, I could talk all the trash I want behind his back. Yeah, I like Josh, to say, you know, listen. as you know, awesome movie. Here we go. We go tete-a-tete. So. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the next is the one that I mispronounced last month, and I'm going to probably do it again right now. Che- Chevalier? Is that Yeah, you said, you, you said oh, it was supposed it. to be good, but then everyone yes. else said it was supposed to be terrible. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's another one that I, I saw a lot of buzz leading up to it, but um, I don't know. I, I love that actor. Uh, you know, Maybe it's good, but I don't think it's opened here yet. Uh, it certainly didn't open in any of our theaters. So. It, you know, when you watch a movie and you're like, oh, that should be in the theater, not on streaming. When I yeah. saw this one, it was like, oh, that should be on streaming. <laughs> Probably. Well, our next one I did see, we're finally getting to some movies I did see, uh, Ghosted, which is on Apple TV Plus and belongs there. Uh, not very good, but I do have an episode coming. The best thing about 
ghosted was whoever in your popcorn and puzzle pieces group said, I'm pretty sure an AI chatbot wrote this script. Yeah, it is seriously like that. That is exactly the vibe you get out of that movie. And yeah, not good. Uh, next up is Bo is Afraid, the new Ari Aster film, which I'm recording an episode on this weekend, actually. And uh, I think if you go in wanting the new Ari Aster film, you're probably going to like it. If you don't know what to expect, you're probably not going to like it. Did you see it yet? No, I didn't see it yet. It's going to take a little while. I know it's a three-hour movie, and uh, yeah, I got to pace myself on those things. So. Yeah, it's not an easy watch, but uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So, Next up, a very easy watch. Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. I watched it last night, and it's delightful. Everyone says it's great. Uh, definitely plan on watching that with the kiddo. Right on. Big George Foreman, not out yet at the time of this recording. At least I don't think so. Certainly haven't seen it in any listings. Um, so that's another one of these movies that just kind of popped up on the lists, but then I've, I've heard nothing. You, you got to go. Out. You're the one yeah. who has to go. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy just came out this weekend on uh, Disney, and I, I'm hearing good things. I mean, like we said, we're sick of these uh, live-action remakes, but with it being David Lowry, it could be good. Um, I've heard good things mostly. Ah, uh, Dave, where are you hearing your things? I hear it's boring and tepid and doesn't have, you know, it's like maybe a step up from all these dumb other live-action remakes, but like it's not, doesn't have the spirit of a David Lowry film or anything. Yeah. That's what well, I hear. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen mostly positive, but at the same time, I kind of just have no interest in it. So I don't know. We'll see if I ever get around to it. Uh, but then last up from last month's episode was Sisu, which I'm going this weekend to see, and I can't wait. It looks awesome. And there's a there's one that we're going to talk about on, or there's one on this list that looks a little like it's a Sisu-esque. Yes, absolutely. I had that in my notes as well for that movie. So, uh, yeah, let's get to the May movies, starting with Knights of the Zodiac, which will be in theaters on May 12th. Uh, it's a live-action adaptation of an anime. Um, it seems to be like a modern take on all the ancient gods, and it's very much a superhero-type thing. Um, a lot of young actors that I don't know, uh, but Famke Jansen shows up, and Nick Stahl, and Mark Dacascos, uh, and Sean Bean. So, I don't know. It... It looks kind of terrible. Second this is rate. the word you're looking for, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it looks I, I terrible. So. And this yeah, is what I, I mean by when you pick like ones for us to look at. And I'm like, man, we, we put this in, but the Master Gardener couldn't have made an appearance in the I don't know when box. it's actually yeah. coming out. I can't wait for the Master yeah. Gardener. But yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this is going to theaters, actually. You were just talking about this should have been streaming for one of those other movies. Like, I can't believe this is a theatrical release. It, it looks so cheap. I think you're like, going to watch this and then go back and rewatch Alita Battle Angel right afterwards again. So. Hey. Alita, Alita Army, rise up. But, <laughs> there you uh, go. Uh, there's some rumblings. There might be a sequel I, finally. I heard. I heard there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. Knights of the yeah. Zodiac, the first thing you see is a woman, a young woman who's like, I have these visions of the world ending and everything. And it reminded me of uh, Nicolas Cage in Knowing, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then everything else, you could pick your X-Men or Avengers or Kingsman or whatever team you want to stop and protect. Uh, this person so that's that's it. yeah 
Absolutely. I got two teams in my puzzle pieces as well. Eternals, because they're all versions of ancient gods and whatnot. And then Justice League, uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League, because that also has lots of Zeus's and all that kind of crap in it. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, looks really bad. It's a very strange movie. But um, the next one looks pretty good. Hypnotic. Uh, May 12th in theaters from Robert Rodriguez and stars Ben Affleck. Uh, after he just finally got back in the director's chair, now we're getting him back in action movies with this crime thriller that has some supernatural elements to it where people can like hypnotize people or something like that. What I got is there's a, so first of all, his daughter's kidnapped, right? And then mm. maybe the master criminal says, you have to help me pull off this job if you ever want to see her again. But this criminal, Scott Glenn, right? Is that who's playing the criminal? I think I thought it was William Fickner. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. Do they look alike? Okay. Are, are those maybe. easily too confused? So possibly. I don't know. Look it up while I'm talking and telling this story. Anyway, he's got the ability to hypnotize people into like doing what he wants, and he uses that for you know to kind of get people to commit crimes or whatever. So um, or walk in front of a bus, apparently, according to this trailer. But there's another movie called Hypnotic that I looked at the trailer for and it looks like very similar to this so i guess that's the theme here um but when you think of ben affleck it's interesting you know the the daughter's missing and obviously as we talked about on awesome movie year gone baby gone you know his first movie's all about a uh trying to solve a case of a missing child so i went there and then uh i thought it had uh a little Wrath of Man that guy Richie you know bank heist movie where there was more at stake sure. than just a bank heist and lastly, the idea of being able to hypnotize people into whatever you want uh, obviously brought me to get out. Okay. Obviously to get out. That's not what I was going to... My pieces are all over that. this, Mike, buddy. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're doing great things. So. That works. I, I, I'm with it. And by the way, it's William Fickner. But, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but um, I had uh, The Accountant because it's kind of Ben Affleck back in that kind of like just kind of a pulpy action movie kind of thing again. And then a movie we just talked about, an awesome movie year, I had Dread. Uh, kind of just a straightforward action movie that has one character who can do some kind of psychic stuff in it. So um, I thought that seems like a pretty good comparison. Sure, why not? I know you didn't like that movie. I didn't. I sure didn't. Everybody else is tearing you apart on the popcorn and puzzle pieces group. Good. I'll, I'll fight them <laughs> physically or uh, mentally any way we need to do it. I know. What a shock. All, all your right. cis white male nerds love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> next up, book club. The next chapter. Yeah. On May 12th. All right. You're looking forward to this one. Yeah. Uh, Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candace Bergen, and Mary Steenburgen star in, uh, one of these old ladies behaving badly comedies. I love they it. Go to Italy to plan a wedding. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people are going to love it. Geography poor and old ladies getting laid. Right? You know. There's, <laughs> yep. I love the thing in the trailer where the chef's like, "I would like to pray for you and amuse bouche," and then <laughs> Jane Fonda goes, "I think someone's bouche is already amused." And I'm like, "Perfect! <laughs> you killed it. That's fantastic." So, hell yeah! Oh man, uh, I'm so glad this is a genre. I don't really watch these movies, but I love it. You know that these yeah. women are yeah. just getting to have so much fun with each other, and you know, uh, look, uh, why haven't we talked more about the Golden Girls on this show? We should be talking sure. about the Golden Girls on every show, you know? 
Uh, yeah. So I went with that. I went with Let Them All Talk, the Soderbergh one, where the three of them are on the boat across the, the seas. And then, you know, uh, this last season of White Lotus was all Italy geography porn. So that and a uh, little Diane Lane under the Tuscan sun, uh, sure. maybe some sexual revolutions of uh, their own in this one. Absolutely. We just used Under the Tuscan Sun on the Mafia Mama episode, which I love that movie. Uh, but also I had uh, Mamma Mia on my list, you know, all the same kind of things, the, the travel, the beautiful sights, the food, the music, all that stuff. And then Gloria Bell, that movie where Julianne Moore just kind of cuts loose. And that uh, seems like a, a fun one to include here. But yeah, li like you said, I mean, th this is a very specific subgenre. And I'm sure the audience is going to love this and eat it up. Are you so. going to take your mom to see it on Mother's Day? Maybe. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Actually, I have to go to... A, uh, she likes to go see that group Spectrum at the Smith Center. Uh, like all the Motown stuff. So, yeah, uh, going yeah. to see that again. Talking but about a Then maybe this. Maybe that amuses her boosh. <laughs> God damn it, Jason. <laughs> Don't blame Let's me. Blame on. the book club next chapter. <laughs> Just for that... Uh, we're going to go to Crater on Disney+. Plus. Uh, another, ugh, I don't know what this movie is, but uh, I, I'm guessing this is some big YA thing. It, it seems like it. McKenna Grace is in it and a bunch of young kid actors that I don't know. It seems like a coming-of-age movie on the moon. Is that what you got? Something similar to that. It's basically the, I don't know if they're on the moon or where they are, but they don't live on Earth, and they're like, tell us about Earth, because one kid's from Earth. And the dad basically sends him on like this space road trip to go check out the crater. And we don't know why. And all these kids like have to work together to do it. Right. So um, it definitely. OK, uh, it, it's got that feel of Super 8, you know, that kind of whimsical throwback feel. But if we're going to go whimsical and throwback, let's go to the 80s for movies like Space Camp and Stand By Me. You know, sure. The kid, uh, space camp, obviously, because of they're going to, you know, learning to go to space and stand by me because, uh, you know, that's kids on an adventure. And yes. uh, I mean, honestly, uh, it also reminded me a little of Lightyear, this whole idea of like, oh, we don't know what Earth is and someone got us out here and now we're stuck here type thing. Fair enough. Yeah. Did we use space camp and stand by me as puzzle pieces on Apollo 10 and a half? last year because that's on my list here that's uh i dave you as you know um i remember every single puzzle piece from every single episode so you um, should you know that's yeah. that's how i spend my time cataloging our puzzle pieces so i'm glad you asked me that question <laughs> uh, somebody's got to do let, it so. let me get my assistant to pull the file out yeah, so anyway, uh, coming-of-age movie in a, a different kind of setting. So yeah, I had that. And then the other one that this kind of reminded me of was Ad Astra, the uh, James Gray movie that, like... It, there, there's a the, the whole rover scene where they're, like, driving across, like, the moon surface or whatever planet it is. And, like, you kind of get the feeling this is more of, like, an introspective drama than it is an action movie. But they certainly sell that moment like it's, like, a big action uh, movie. I'm going to watch this thing. I'm going to watch it with my daughter, I think. Unless, like, you know, a week before everyone's, like, crater it, it needs to be better there you go yeah. <laughs> a review from josh bill yeah. <laughs> all right next up assassin's club which i hadn't even heard of this until one of my guests brought it up on a previous episode and mentioned that it's supposed to be like the worst reviewed movie of the year and so i was like we got to talk about this uh it'll be on vod may 16th 
And poor Henry Golding is in this one. Uh, he stars as an assassin in a network of assassins who are all out to assassinate each other. In a club. And, uh, yeah. In a club, yes. Uh, and Sam Neill's also in it, and Numi Rapace. And uh, I, I'm curious how bad this thing could possibly be. I mean, again, we come back to, like, you know, this idea of, like, they're able to cut trailers that, like, this doesn't look terrible as a trailer, right? So, sure. yeah. you know, that that's where we're at. Um, you know, uh, let's let's uh, there's also the idea of like, I'm this is the last job, right? You know, I'm sure. out. No, you're not out. There's one job and it's complicated. So, uh, you know, the, to stick with our Aflecky theme, let's go to the town there. And sure. uh, of course, maybe the greatest last job movie ever, Heat. She got a fence. You love it. So, and then, uh, <laughs> sorry, I got a little Pacino in there. Want to know my favorite yeah. other line in that movie that no one ever talks about? Tell me, but a little lower. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just the way Pacino like delivers it. Like, there's a guy that they get, and they're like, you, you know, you're going over undercover in the club tonight, and you got to get this, and we're gonna wire you up. And he's like, come on, I could get, I could get killed doing that. And Pacino goes. You can get killed while you're dying. And it's just like the way he delivers it is so great. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, did you ever see the last piece I had was, uh, did you ever see Accident Man, the Scott Adkins movie? No. Uh, Uh -uh. It's good. It's literally this, like assassins. uh, All these assassins are trying to kill this assassin, and then he has to kill all the assassins type thing. Right on. Well, I mean, I obviously had John Wick because of the whole hierarchy of assassins. So, uh, you know, I got that in there. And then also the other big, like really critically maligned as well as not successful at the box office, Henry Golding action vehicle, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes from a couple of years ago that they tried really hard with. And I still think I would like, I never did get around to watching it. It looks like my kind of dumb action. So I don't know. One of these days I'll get to it. No, you won't. Let's move on. Let's move on. White Men Can't Jump on Hulu May 19th. Why? Why is the right question? Uh, I I will say I didn't hate the trailer. Like, it's pointless. Why? Yes. But, like, I don't know. It looks not terrible, but... I don't know. Uh, I don't know these actors. Well, Do you know these actors? Jack- Cinqua Walls and Jack Harlow? Jack Harlow's a huge singer for the kids, Dave. So. That's what I. That's what I heard, and like I have never heard the name until this reboot was announced. Uh, he hosted SNL earlier, maybe like around Halloween, and I, it wasn't uh, when you. Let's just say when you watched it, you weren't like, "Oh man, this is the guy who needs to mm. act." But maybe this is totally different. He looks a little more charismatic in this. But I got to admit, when I was watching it, I was like, "Why didn't they get Little Dicky to play this part?" Like you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Right, yeah. and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Cinqua Walls. What's he been in? I don't really know. Oh, he was in Nanny, uh, last year, which was all right. He's going to be in The Blackening, which, why did we cover that on the, uh, oh yeah, that doesn't come out till June. We'll cover that next month. I think that looks good. Uh, Resort to Love. I don't know what that is. American Soul. I don't know what that is. Shark Night. I'm just going to read the whole, the whole list of things he's done. I'm, I'm, I'm reading until I find something I've heard of. Well, but no, nothing. Do you do that with uh, stores like William Hickey did in Forget Paris? When you're driving down the block, do you just go Nick's Greek Restaurant? I actually do. 24 Q, hour Q dry made fun cleaning. Of me. 
<laughs> Q was making fun of me his last time in Vegas because I was doing the same thing. <laughs> I just I read signs out loud. That's, I can't help that's myself. That's great. Used bookstore. <laughs> New card books. All right. Look. Um, and I love the original white men can't jump. So I don't know. Yeah. But this definitely, you know, oh, white guy, black guy, blah, 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 right? Guess who's coming mm -hmm. to dinner? You people from last year. But let's go to Silver Streak, Dave. Let's let's throw a little wilder prior action in there. Get a little get a little juice from one of the greatest pairings of all time of like opposite ended, you know, white guy, black guy, nerd and cool guy things. And then uh, you got to throw a basketball movie in where they're trying to win something. I went with the often overlooked 90s classic Above the Rim. Ooh, good soundtrack on that one. Yeah. So, yeah, good pieces, uh, except You People was this year and is still my least favorite movie of the year. I hate it. I know it's so a terrible much. movie from this year, yeah. but it feels yeah. like, you know, we're playing in the same sandbox here, yeah. right? Absolutely. Uh, and then, yeah, to the, the white guy, black guy dynamic, I put Blind Spotting and Ambulance uh, as two movies where, like, the white guy's a bad influence on the black dude. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of really all I got. Otherwise, just obviously just a straightforward, like trying to do, you know, trying to recapture that magic for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, we'll see, I guess. At least it's on Hulu. It's and not pretty. It's so pretty. Billy Hall. <laughs> Why do you think the white guy is a bad influence on him? I didn't get that from this. Uh, you didn't? No. I, I kind of got that he was like a, uh, I don't know, just like uh, kind of a mess or something, you know? Uh, no? Maybe no. not. I don't know. That's kind of what I got. But anyway, next up is Kandahar, May 26th, theaters, Gerard Butler's annual action movie. Yo, can we just uh, get, dap this guy up? Like, what a, what a, <laughs> we thought he was gone. And like, he just created a whole career for himself in a totally different way than any of us would have known. Like, props to this dude. Yeah. He's his own industry. Absolutely. And they're, I think they're all relatively inexpensive. They almost always make money. Yeah. Like, he's, it's crazy. He's, found he's a, doing great. He's found a way to make it. Yeah, just keep making things happen. So Absolutely. So I, I think this one, uh, first of all, it's the director of Greenland and Angel Has Fallen, two of his you know successful movies. Um, and it's about him uh, as a soldier and, and a, his translator. They have to like fight their way out of Afghanistan. Is that what's happening here? So basically so. they're in Afghanistan, their cover gets blown on a mission and they have 30 hours to get to Kandahar for uh, an extraction point. Right. Um, mm. And it's like, it's not the drive that's uh, so difficult. It's what you encounter on the drive, right? There are all these, mm. you know, enemies looking for them and, you know, who knows what else. <laughs> what do you got for pieces? Um, okay. Well, this was, an I mean, again, I think we referenced it last month too, but like Homeland, this definitely, I mean, I've definitely seen like, you know, you got to get out, you know, your cover's blown. The same thing happened on that cool series last year, The Old Man with uh, Jeff Bridges and, oh, yeah. you know, uh, John Lithgow, The Extraction Point. And Dave, you're going to love these next three because, um, you know, when you got a long, long way to go and a short time to get there, it's Smokey in the Bandit territory, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Couldn't help yourself. Huh? I, had to, I had to throw Smokey in there. I thought, you know, another one of those would be planes, chains, and automobiles. We got to get home before... Uh, you know, something happens. And of course, the most important puzzle piece is uh, 
George W. Bush blowing that spy's cover in real life because, you know, what a great group of people they were, that Bush administration. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have as pieces, uh, first of all, great pieces there. Yeah. But uh, I told you this I, one, I, I'm bringing meat, <laughs> just meat. You baby. got them. Yeah. Killing it. Uh, we we have another situation. We talked about how one of the other movies we're going to talk about uh, later feels a lot like Sisu. Uh, this felt a lot like Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, another you know version of this kind of like getting out of the the Middle East and the guy and his Agreed. either guide or translator or whatnot. Um, and then I also put like I, I forget if it was Rambo two or three, but whichever one had to get POWs out of the Middle East. So. Uh, you know, it definitely it's interesting because like I thought of uh, the guy Richie's the Covenant too. It has to have Guy Richie's name in there. Um, be, yes. But it's there does feel like a lot of movies that are like dripping into each other in these uh, in, yeah. in these months right now. Absolutely. By the way, little tangent, but the old man that show started off so good and just fizzled out so badly in the last couple I, I I still liked it. I think it, you know, for all the people who did watch it with uh with us. The, the problem was that they made the uh and Amy Brenneman great actor, but like they made her so essential to this story where she wasn't essential at all pretty much and it like mm. lost the focus of what really was, you know, the story, I think. Sure. Or yeah, what no, where the sizzle was sense. in there, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you said that we're focusing on too many uh, like smaller films and whatnot, things that aren't going to be the big deals. Jason, no, I, the Little Mermaid. Wait a second, I didn't say smaller. I said crappy. That doesn't. There's crappy. a big difference. Yeah. Well, th I guess then you could say that the Little Mermaid is going to be crappy too, but it's going to make so much fucking money. Let's, let's what, just say. That. Can we like do? Do we assume that like one of these live action remakes is going to be good? Like I don't know which one, but uh, not real. Can you believe they're already re doing a live action remake of Moana? I feel like Moana just came out, dude. You know, so yeah, uh, it's so weird. And, but uh, this looks terrible. This looks like the worst of the bunch, I think. And uh, I don't know why, because it seems like they're putting a lot of money into it and a lot of effort into it. But uh, everything about the trailer just looks not good. Uh, Dave, you are clearly racist because you just want a yes. white mermaid. Of course, that's so, my biggest problem. That you you yeah. have a lot. Sadly, you have a lot of allies in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably the same people uh, who are happy that uh, George W. Bush released that. Don't you hate? Thing. Don't you hate it when you hate something that those people also hate? I'm just like, why do I not like this? <laughs> yeah, and then it turns out because you're also racist. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm sure Halle Bailey is a great actress. We'll see. We'll see anything. what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean. You, did you watch the sea beast last year i didn't know kind of that idea of like uh oh what's under the sea and we don't know and it could be bad but it turns out to be good and helpful i you know splash uh there's the idea of rapunzel from the original like i want uh this but i have to give up that for it you know type thing mm. and then uh I had one other one in there that i'm sure was great too dave uh finding nemo because that's a movie ah. where you know, uh, the character wants to go and explore another world. And, you know, there, there are other entities trying to prevent that. We've got the snake eating its own tail now, because obviously that was inspired by little mermaids. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I just have every 
major blockbuster that takes place underwater, you know, Aquaman, Avatar, The Way of Water, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, like any of these movies where like we're trying to make a big, huge live action underwater epic. Uh, that's what I have for my puzzle pieces here. Otherwise, I don't know what to say about yeah. it. It's just a little mermaid. Yeah, we know. We know. Like, we keep getting these, and it's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they make so much money. All right. The next up is, actually, both of the next two are from stand-up comedians, so I'm happy to have you talking and, about And them. also are based on, you know, stories that they tell in their act, which are, quote-unquote, real life stories so this is what i mean where we're bleeding into each other and everything yeah absolutely uh may 26th in theaters the machine is the first one from burt kreischer uh based on this weird story that he told during his uh stand-up about a summer vacation in russia where everything went off the rails and then the russian mobsters actually come back to get him or something yeah like so that. the story is what i think he's on a school trip or he's on something like that and he doesn't speak, and I think it was like, you know, maybe the end of communism, very stern KGB Russia, right? You know, sure. and like, you know, they're like telling people they, I, I mean, I haven't watched this thing in a long time, but, uh, you know, they, they're they on a train and they're not going to let anyone go forward or this or that. And he somehow calls himself the machine and then they all take a liking to him. And then he hangs out with like all these Russian uh mafia people or guards the whole night and it's this whole crazy story so that's the story i thought you know okay that you could even make that the basis for the movie but they went one further here and they're like 25 years later the russian mob's coming to recruit him to do something and mark hamill's there and acting wacky and uh i don't know man i don't know you know but you know listen this could like last year joe coy had easter sunday right which was kind of like based on his act and everything. And it made no money, but it doesn't matter because these guys are such huge touring, you know, entities and commodities and whatnot. So we'll see with this. Uh, did you know that Van Wilder is supposed to be based on uh, Bert Kreischer? No, I had no idea. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. He was the guy who like stayed in college for eight years and partied in Florida. So I thought that was like a very meta piece. Like, you know, there was a movie based on what he used to do. And now he's basing a movie on a joke that he, told about what he used to do that's current so i had van wilder i already mentioned uh you know uh i already mentioned easter sunday and then uh the prop maybe the best of this bunch of like movies based on someone's act is uh mike berbiglia's sleepwalk with me so i have that in there also oh yeah sure yeah no that that's a really good one sleepwalk with me uh to include on this list i, I like that um I will go with, I don't know, my, my pieces weren't based on the comedy act because I don't know this comedy act, particularly I've heard of Burt Kreischer, but I, I've, I've never actually seen his full specials or anything, but, uh, so I was going with like these kind of just like, you know, people who don't seem like they should be in an action movie, in an action movie kind of thing. I was thinking nobody, uh, you know, right. obviously Bob Odenkirk and, uh, a history of violence, like just somebody who's just like kind of all of a sudden caught up in this big world of violence. And then just for the Russia setting, uh, a couple months ago, Tetris really had a lot of fun with like the, all the Russian mobsters and all that. Yeah. I, I definitely wrote, I wrote down nobody also. And that was because mm -hmm. of like the idea of like guy with a past that no one knows about or believes, uh, where was chairman of the board, Dave, where was your carrot top? <laughs> based yeah, on that yeah that should have been on the list too so definitely 
All right. Well, the other uh, stand-up comedy-based movie about my father, and this is Sebastian Maniscalco. And see, now here's another thing. I now I I know Burt Kreischer. I did not know this guy at all. I you have don't never know heard of him. Sebastian. He talks like this. You gotta have a nice wedge in your heel. If you read Sebastian's, uh, I, I covered him once for a magazine, and I, I think what I said was like. If you just read his jokes written down, you'd be like, I don't, I don't see what's funny. It's so much of it is in the, the performance and the delivery mm. and the dramatic pulses, you know, and all that okay. stuff. So, but he's big in like, you know, I grew up in Illinois. It was a family, you know, it's, there was a whole bit he did about how like, you know, his, his uh, mom always had cake in case like somebody popped in and it's like, if I wanted to eat the cake, she'd be like, no, it's in case someone comes over, <laughs> you know, and everything <laughs> like that. So, uh, but yeah, he's, he's another huge touring comic and uh, uh, just killing it right now. And this, I guess, is kind of based on the idea of like, his immigrant father not fitting in with uh, white, whites, uh, whites, Americans. <laughs> sure, sure. Absolutely. And I mean, it's great, great to get De Niro in something like this. I mean, this is, he loves doing these movies. He does. So he, lo he loves being the dirty grandpa or like, you know, you know, but, you know, so in the preview, I got to say uh, there was already as, as we've established, I hate things that defy logic just for a punchline or a convenience. And right yeah. at one point, like, so they go to like uh, his fiance's uh, estate or his fiance's parents' estate, right? You know, so right off the bat, we're in Wedding Crashers territory right here, right? And sure. interestingly enough, like the fiance's parents are like the, you know, kind of uh, upstanding white people uh, where De Niro had actually done that in like Meet the Fockers, Meet the Parents. So now he's doing the reversal of that, right? Um, yep. but, um, you know, what, what bothered me is the idea at one point he goes, I'd like to cook an Italian feast for you, you know? And then like, they're like, well, we don't have much in the kitchen. And he's like, I can make it work with anything. You know, I heard things. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so, at, so what he does is he makes spaghetti and, uh, and then he, uh, apparently, uh, kills one of the family members, pet peacock and serves it in the, in the meal. And it's like, but we don't have much in the kitchen. And it's like, well, you eat every day. You're rich people. There's probably a market around or you can get other things there. And it's just like, you just did this so he could murder a peacock. And I, I, it was just like, eh, I don't know, man. So they were really committed to the, the peacock bit in that trailer. Like it was like the crux of the whole thing was that peacock. Yeah. Bit. If that doesn't sell you on the movie, then you're not showing up. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, th I didn't think this looked very good, but I mean, I also had Meet the Parents on my list here. And uh, the other one I put was Daddy's Home, the Will Ferrell, Mark, Mark Wahlberg comedy, uh, which, you know, kind of has like the tough guy, wacky, you know, cool guy kind of thing going on. So, uh, yeah, both of those. But yeah, I don't know. Th this one just doesn't seem it. Maybe if I knew this guy's act, it would appeal to me well, more. Two things about that. Uh, one, it's interesting because Sebastian is very macho in his act. Right. So like he's got to like be the toned down version. So De Niro can be like the heightened version of it. So sure. We'll see if that yeah. goes anywhere. Also, I was going to. Did you ever watch Bebe's Kids, the Robin Harris movie? No. Yeah, I haven't. It was a very famous comedian in the 90s. And I think he had a whole uh, series of jokes of you know, baby's kids, all these, you know, kids, and they made an animated movie about it. And, uh, 
sadly he died like right at the time of it coming out and everything huh yeah no i i have never seen this but uh sounds kind of fun phase on love was an animated show you're just gonna read off lists today <laughs> i think that should be your new podcast you just recording yourself in the car going like <laughs> you know just u.s my bank going Trader Joe's open till 9 p.m. <laughs> says here echo cancellation is off. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to our last main movie for the month. Blood and Gold on Netflix, May 26th. Obviously, the one we were mentioning with Sisu, but uh, this is a movie about a Nazi deserter who's left to die, and then he gets rescued by this woman, and the two of them decide to fight back against all the rest of the Nazis. and. Uh, there's a killer painted black cover in the in the score, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks really fun. It looks wild and crazy, and uh, Sisu and Inglorious Bastards were like the two right there, right? Exactly. That's what I had as well. I mean, you don't really have to go any further. It's right there in that perfect little subgenre of killing Nazis uh, action movies. So yeah. I'm in. I'm in. So... Other movies, let's uh, just kind of run through really quickly. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I'm already doing an episode on. I saw it last night, freaking rules. Uh, Fast X, the new Fast and Furious movie. Stop. Is this the end hey. or is this just another reason to reboot? Leave me alone. It is, the, it is the end. They're doing one more after this. and then That's done. not the end so we'll if see. it's there was one more after this. Well, no, it's this one, part two. They're Ugh. specifically calling it part two. Uh, then there's The Mother with J-Lo, an action movie on Netflix on May 12th, which uh, hey. J-Lo does some good stuff here and there. J-Lo, right I always felt like, you know, out of sight, you know. She could have been a big action star, so I'm. I was kind of excited about this one, you know. Absolutely. So, th like I said at the beginning of the episode, there's a lot of limited releases that may or may not be coming out in May. I, I'm not quite sure when we'll actually see them. Are there any that like kind of stuck out that you wanted to bring well, up? This is what I mean. Like most of these stuck out. I thought, right? You know, um, there's Fool's Paradise, which is the first written and directed feature by Charlie Day. Uh, which I don't know if it looks good. It looks somewhat insane to me, you know, yeah, like, it does. Um, but that's okay. The Blackberry trailer actually looked pretty good as far as like yeah. another one of these, like we just had air come out another telling of like a device or a, you know, cultural materialistic thing. And the, it's always sunny connection between our first two movies right there. So what was the, uh, what was this? Charlie Day and the, the one you just brought Is up. Is he in Blackberry? No, Blackberry stars uh, Glenn Howerton. Oh, that's right. In, in a in totally a different role. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did such a good job. I completely just uh, overlooked that. Yeah, role. you don't even recognize him. Yeah, yeah so uh, Sanctuary looks insane. That looks super fun where, uh, what's his name? Char Is it Charlie Abbott or Chris Abbott? Christopher Abbott. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. And Margaret Qualley. Right, Chris Abbott. Yeah. So this looks fun. It's Chris Abbott and Margaret Qualley, and she's like uh, uh, a dominatrix to him, which is, you know, how he kind of is able to function. He needs this to release whatever he needs to release. And then he gets a huge job with a huge salary, and she's like, well, I'm going to, you know, make public what we do unless you, uh, uh, you know, kind of pay me half the money. It looks like it's all in one room, and it, it looks like crazy and fun and interesting. And I'm glad that the actors, uh, you know, that we're making these movies and taking roles like this. The tutor also looks good, right? A little kind of gone girl situation about a rich kid who is kind of uh, uh, 
I don't know what what would be the word I'm using. You know, he's he's beating himself up to make it look like the tutor beat him up, and uh, he's getting involved in his life, and it's like a fatal attraction thing, and uh, that looks good. Could be really interesting, right? Yeah. And uh, as I said, the master gardener. Anytime, oh, anytime Paul Schrader's got something, and this one looks pretty darn good, also. So, yeah, uh, the other one I would I would mention from the overall list that we had there, uh, the Starling Girl, which I know Gina is like really looking forward to. Um, you know, it's kind of like one of these uh, fundamentalist uh, community type thrillers, and uh, uh, Eliza Scanlon's in it, and she's great. So, I, I think that looks like it's gonna be really good too. Yeah, that does look uh, good. I agree. That was at Sundance, and we'll see where it goes. Right on. Well, that is our list for May. Jason, is there something you watched recently you want to recommend uh, to our listeners? Dave, what did I watch recently? Let me vamp for time. Dave, do an impression so I can look up my letterbox and see if there's. Man, I'm telling you, you know, it's funny we mentioned Josh because, like, we were talking the other day about how you guys have your, um, you know, best of the half year coming up, you know? And he was yeah. like, uh, I think my, he goes, I think my list would be very short. And I go, I think my list would not exist at this point. So <laughs> you got nothing. I man. really don't. But I mean, I know there's some good stuff that you guys have, have mentioned recently. So uh, let's see. Where am I, Dave? Uh, really nothing. Nothing. I've, I'm yeah. looking at my uh, <laughs> my letterbox, and it's like there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that I've watched recently. So. Well, you know what? I've watched a bunch of great movies, so uh, you know, just watch one of the ones we just covered on piecing it together recently. So, anyway, where can people find Awesome Movie Year? Of course, we're at awesomemovieyear.com, Awesome Movie Year on Facebook and Instagram, Awesome Movie Pod on Twitter. Uh, why are we still on Twitter, Dave? Who knows. But uh, yeah, and then I'm just Jason Harris comedy or eat this comedy on the things. Right on. Well, Jason, thanks as always for doing the show. Dave, I'm happy to make uh, your thing um, legitimate and give you some. Leave me alone. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris, and we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming in May 2023. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Jason Harris for joining me on that one. And uh, make sure you're checking out Awesome Movie Year, Jason's podcast, which is about to start its next season. We also just recorded a new bonus episode of Awesome Movie Year, which will be for now on the Patreon. And there's lots of other great content on the Patreon. So if you want to support Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and my music career... You could check it out. It's the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from all of these podcasts and my music. And you can check out right now at patreon.com slash Rosen. Lots of great stuff. We do appreciate your support. 
Also, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Last but not least, if you are enjoying Piecing It Together, make sure to drop us five stars wherever it is that you're listening, whether that be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Good Pods. It helps make sure that more people check out the show. So drop those five stars, and I do appreciate that. Let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And uh, this past month, I released a new music video for a song from my latest album, More Content. It's called Ascending. And I know I've played this on the show a few times in the past, but I want to spread the word a little more about the new music video. So let's play Ascending, and there will be a link in the show notes to where you can check out the music video for Ascending, which is an animated film, and uh, I directed and edited and uh, wrote, and uh, I hope you check it out. It's over on my YouTube channel, the Music by David Rosen YouTube channel. So I hope you enjoy Ascending, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.